This is the global frequency. 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 Still thinking about it. No, we're live now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for waiting. This is the latest edition of that mighty podcast, the world's finest discussion show, The Global Frequency. I'm here with my um, my compatriot host, TC. How are you? Bonjour, how are you doing? I'm not bad. I'm all right. It's been, it's been, a, difficult, um, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. What are you talking about? Uh, that uh, once in a year time event that, that's coming for us. Um, Omicron? No, what is it? Um, this time it's personal. No, um, yeah, God, I keep forgetting it's that celebration of um, the birth celebrate of the guy goodness. who was who got an underage girl. You mean, and you mean baby Jesus? Yes, he gave birth to himself, which is weird, depending on which which way you look at it. But well, um, yeah, look if but, there's if there's a way to try and get someone to convince someone that no, I did not have sex with someone else. This is a virgin birth. God has got me pregnant, and then get some poor village sat to marry her, who's a carpenter. It you was know? always going to be. It was always going to be this, wasn't it? When we don't know the situation, how she got pregnant either. I mean, we know the story. Mm. There was Jesus. And who is this angel Gabriel? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. That's right. I'm an angel. Oh, yeah. Unless you are angel. Done that. I, that, like, I like the rest of the world. What have you been up to? How, how's your, um, your uh, Christmas preparations going? We've got the house clean. There's twinkly lights outside. You can probably see Ooh, them behind nice. me. I can see, I can see some glow yeah. lights behind your head. Yes. There, there's more. There's more glow. That's why I don't know if I can. Yep, that's the hedge. The hedge is out there, and uh, yeah, we've got lights everywhere. Curse in the hallway, in the in the big living room because we've got two reception rooms now. Yeah. Not because because we've converted the converted um the conservatory. Um. So yeah. So we've got lights everywhere. Mm. The kids are having fun. They're really looking forward to it, mm. and um. We didn't go to Panto yesterday because we decided it probably wasn't a sensible. Yes, yeah, just not yeah. a sensible idea to go to the theatre where most people, as I found out, not from personal experience, are just not wearing masks. Although they've really? been up, asked up to your, wear masks. Up your waist. they're not wearing masks. I think every, everywhere in not, not I'm mean, talking about in theatres. It's happening in the West End. People are just you know they're buying a drink, holding a drink for an hour, so they don't have to wear a mask because they're drinking. Because you know, they don't want to wear a mask in the theatre. Because that's the way around it. If you're eating or drinking, you don't have to wear a mask, do you, Kurt? True, but then you, you might die. Oh, but I don't think uh, <laughs> those people, they don't think it affects them. Or uh, they don't, nobody ever and, does. And if it doesn't, and if it doesn't, even if it doesn't affect, affect them, they don't think about other people affecting other people, hmm. which I think is a bit shocking. Anyway, we're we're on like a family lockdown. I, I'm Catherine's going to work. I'm going to work. Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a lateral flow test tomorrow morning because where I work, someone's been 
positive and I worked with them on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so it's a matter of just waiting now um, mm. to see if, uh, if me and Catherine are, are, are positive or not. Um, and if, if it's affected us in any way. Um, and then uh, Catherine's work, she's had um, seven people go off uh, positive. And then that's probably going to go up by tomorrow. It's probably gone up by the weekend because mm. she's on Friday. It's gone up on the weekend, and people are, as far as we we can see, people are dropping. You know, well, people yeah, getting um, the positive. numbers now, are pretty huge at the moment. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not anything to. Um... Well, we visited friends last weekend, and they came back positive on Thursday. Jesus. It could be it could be that me and Catherine are super spreaders, and we don't catch it, but. I doubt that very much because I don't yeah. think that you know it's, it's one of those things. Even if if we even if we're if we don't get symptoms, that doesn't mean we can't pass it on. And sort of we we're very careful. We wear masks, mm. you know, as little contact as possible with people that we don't know. If we're outside generally, you know, we don't we don't you know we're not getting going close up to people. Yeah. So now now it's a bit of a worrying thing because we don't want to lose Christmas. Do you know what I mean? We want the in-laws mm. and the great aunt to come round. Um. So yeah, we, we're a bit. Bit worried, and obviously we're thinking there might be a lockdown. Uh, I you know, think like it's was... on its way. The numbers have gone up so heavily over the past since um, since even June. I think the, the cases started going up. Mate, let alone mate. with Omicron. You know what I mean? But it's, the, it's, the numbers went up this week. Yeah, this week, like from Monday to Tuesday. I think it was Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to, to Wednesday. The, the numbers went like boom. They exploded. Yeah, they did the numbers now time. match the numbers that we've got now match January. Yeah. Um, and in January, I think we were in, in lockdown. Well, we were locked down, I think, two days before Christmas. Yeah. And then we came out of it. But and there's a reason they did that, because they want to stop people socialising, because they don't want it to spread. And that's why we were locked down at Christmas. And that's why I think it's probably, we're probably going to get locked down again at Christmas or before Christmas. Well, it's, it's, it ha- as I've always said, it's all down to what's going on in the hospitals. Um, yeah. If there's and lots of pretty much cases, oh, it's one thing. But if there's lots of cases in the hospital, which there are, um, that's where the problem always is. And I think currently, from the last thing I read, there's 70,000 NHS staff that are currently COVID positive and are not able to work. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's... so 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 that affects the capacity, and and the I think the NHS are currently is, it, most hospitals are running at ninety to nine to ninety eight percent capacity. Yeah. So there is no there is no leeway on on beds. So if if it gets worse, as I think I think I sent you something yesterday saying that um yesterday the day before saying basically we'll only know about roughly about the seventh of January if this is if this is worse. Or better than than what's it called than um than the than previous variants because it's it's generally a four week lag before we start seeing the uptake in deaths. You know, it takes time to incubate for people to get worse. So um But again the problem here to remember as well is well to add on to what you're saying yeah. is that it seems to be unvaccinated people who are the vast majority of people who are taking up hospital beds. Of course, um, they are, because they're unvaccinated. Who are vaccinated are currently not the ones taking up the beds. Um, it's nuts. 
uh, and and this and I, I keep saying to people this weaponized selfishness, and it's selfishness that is is making people I'm with you. not get vaccinated is mm. utterly insane. Yes, and I I watched a um, show um, the other day called um, First Wave, and in First Wave, it was. It was a de- like a hospital over like the whole period of the first lockdown in the states, yeah. And I'm not prone to being overly emotional when watching documentaries a lot of the time. Stupidly, he put me in front of a Marvel film where Spider Man disappears, blubbering like a baby. Documentaries, oh, yeah. <laughs> documentaries, not so much. But I actually felt very tearful watching this one. Because for some reason, the media, who I think have to bear a lot of responsibility for this, keep acting like there's two sides to this story. And their side is the anti-vax. One side is the let's get people vaccinated, and another side. And the other side is the anti-vaxxer side. And it reminds me of the whole argument about the environment. Anti-vaxxers don't have a leg to stand on. Okay, um, a good friend of ours, a friend of the show, um, Luke sent me a video of a Joe Rogan show, and um, it had a guy on it who's a doctor. And again, he, they're very good. At, I, I hope these people are suitable because this guy's um, Dr. Peter McCullough. He um, put, he, he's got a, he, he was part of the um, Joe Rogan experience. Again, he sounds very understanding. He's like, I, I was one of the first people to talk about home treatment. He's talking absolute BS. And he's grifting. And he's he's sort of making a story out that his ideas were better than now. Like, you know, other people's ideas were, oh, lockdown wasn't good, freedom, blah, blah, blah. And Joe Rogan's milking it, obviously, as he as he as he does with his um, talking points and and stuff about vaccines. This situation is very simple to understand what's going on. Now, how we deal with it isn't simple because we've never had a, something like this happen in the modern age yeah. um, on a scale like this. And it is questionable whether lockdowns work or a good education policy. Like at one point, I think South Korea had managed to. Um, avoid the first wave of lockdowns by running the yeah. process of um, you wash your hands, you wear a mask, you um, you social distance, and their numbers didn't go too high. And Japan is is ridiculously low. But I think they did. I think Japan did lockdowns of some kind or another. But either which way, their numbers are are, are quite low yeah. um, in terms of transmission. And but yet there seems to be among the media at least. I don't know if it's because they want to control these groups or they want to to be part of these groups, if you will. But they keep giving anti-vaxxers and people who anti-vax views far too much aim to airtime. Channel Five does it a lot. Um, with the I think it's Jeremy Vine on Five. Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Jeremy Vine, and he has his oh. little show. And he, he does it where like and he's like, well, I don't feel comfortable. I don't care. It's it's beyond like 
there's no evidence that anti-vaxxers are right. There's none. There was that story about the guy who was taking the horse tranquilizer who died. He went to court, right? This dude went to court to get it so he could get the, the horse tranquilizer drug or whatever it is. Because he thought Joe Rogan swears by Of course he does. Um, Obviously Joe he doesn't swear by then, then he could be sued. Then he'd be liable. So yeah. he doesn't. But um, the guy finally gets wins his, his case to get the tranquilizer, and he dies. Um, he dies what, from a what? Of days later. What did he die from? Uh, from what did he die from? Uh, infection. So yeah. it's kind of like I I I I completely get where people are, are coming from on this, and I understand that it is in a way a difficult situation, and you do want to discuss it and. Um, do you know, once someone someone sent me a message, one of my friends who were in Cork, in Cork sent me a message saying that um, they were queuing, one of their friends was queuing for um, a passport signature for work, and they do that at the Garda, which is like um, basically the Irish version of the police here in the UK. And um, they were talking to someone just randomly about, you know, COVID and something like that. And this person said to them, um, he goes like, literally, it was like listening to Facebook. Yeah. Said, uh, there's no way I'm putting anything, any foreign, anything foreign into my body. Um, you know, uh, there there are GPs, there are doctors that say, you know, that it doesn't work. And he said, well, give me their names. Do they work for the World Health Organization? Are they part of any uh, national health institution like us here in the UK, national health? But, you know, every country in Europe's got their own NHS. Uh, Cuba's got their own NHS. You know what I mean? They're all over the world. So are they, yeah. do they work for any of those? And obviously they don't. Mm. Um, and, and he went to build up. So, so like, you know, not being funny, but why are you getting a passport? You know, if you, you know, if you don't want anything foreign in your body. Um, and this lady said to him, said to him, um, I'm going to Turkey to have a gastric band implanted so I can, lose weight and it was like whoa surely that is something foreign into your body so if you're willing to do that let alone let's talk about saveloids if you've even ever ever eaten a saveloid that's worse than having a vaccination mate keep going i know this sounds weird but i think it's just happened i'll be right back no i'm talking i'll be right back so another i've got about covid is basically that one of the people I work with, their son was extremely re- reticent about um, getting the vaccine because they believe that it's some kind of conspiracy and that um, if they get the vaccine, you know, it's all about lowering people. It's all about control. Something to do with control about us as human beings and and someone out there, although we don't necessarily know who is trying to control us. And the only, and the only reason that they ended up taking the vaccine is because they want to go on a skiing trip with their mates and then then all the conspiracy all the thing about you know you know the vaccine is all about controlling human beings controlling us as a people it's a big you know it's them the someone who's trying to control us yeah. that went out the window as soon as there was a lad's holiday that he wanted to go on and then he got the vaccine because yeah. he couldn't he couldn't have got into the country that he wanted to go without a vaccine passport yeah so like stand by your convictions man I, part of me, part of me, Curtis. This yeah. is going to sound absolutely horrible because there are people who, who have family and loved ones out there who refuse to get the vaccine. Yeah. Part of me thinks that this is evolution at its best. That those that don't take the vaccine, <laughs> you know, will unfortunately 
get very ill and die. But that yeah. removes that that part of the population from the equation. And that's really horrible that I've, I've thought like that immediately. You know, I don't blame me, but I would, I would say this as, as, a, as a, just, uh, just a basic warning of what I've understood what's going on. These are groups of people manipulating people. Like Joe Rogan is doing this because he's politicised it and weaponized the selfishness of his audience. Hmm. And he's, he's manipulating them um, like some mad titan god. And what I find with the anti-vaxxers is about a lack of control. And also, as I've always, as I keep telling people, right, no matter what you think, a, uh, like evil acts government will do, they've already done them. Um, you know, and, and whatever um, imaginary horror you can think up, governments, the, re- the reality is a lot worse. Um, and I, I, I kind of get the distrust. Where I have a problem is people like Joe Rogan exploiting it. So I think Pfizer, as an example, has been probably the most fine company ever. Hmm. Um, and a government should Pfizer just should have been closed down hmm. and its resources taken elsewhere and used by other companies um, I'm watching a show called Dope Sick where a pharmaceutical oh, yeah. company managed to to create a drug that was literally like cocaine not, what, heroin yeah, the opioid, yeah it's the yeah, opioid it was, question it, was an opioid, but it worked like heroin on the human body but it was perfectly legal and handed over for anything from headaches to, to broken knees. Yeah. Um, you know, they'd give it out at any point of pain and it made people addicts. So I was very much like, you know, this this sort of thing to me is, is I, I get why there's suspicion, but the anti-vaxxers don't even seem to be working off of that way. They're like, you know, before you start... The, the the thing that seems to rise up the most with them so quickly is the anti-Semitism involved in it. So it's um, it's um, Soros um, and lizard people and the you know the the, the crazy God that starts coming damn out. Damn lizard people, Curtis. God <laughs> damn lizard people. Those dirty damn lizards. God um, damn draconians everywhere. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, them uh, hell. well it's, it's something it's, it's something that seems to, to grab people and I, I keep saying that you know we need to deal with this type of thing head on and I'm really like we need to we, something needs to be done no well, we need legislation to basically prove if someone's willing to publish something and also that, that Facebook um, cannot hide yeah cannot hide the people or any any social media cannot hide the people who advertise on their pages and who they target. Yeah. You should not be able to hide that. You shouldn't, I understand there's a, but it needs to be a transaction that it can mm. be legally binding yeah. and it needs to be viewed rather than something that's just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. You pay me the other money. I'll ta- I'll give you the data yeah. because that's what's being sold. Isn't it? People are being sold on, on Facebook. Yeah. It's our views that are being sold and that's what they're doing. That's what, that's what Cambridge Analytica did so well. And Facebook have been doing it for ages. I mean, because they're, they're smashing it. Although now they've made themselves an e- the ultimate evil corporation by calling they themselves. They have, but you, people need to be a lot more afraid of what smaller companies are doing with your data. Facebook yep. are bad enough, but what smaller yep. companies do with your data, and I've said this before, they're targeting you and your social group. So if you want to know why housing prices in Dagenham go up, it's not because everybody wants to move to Dagenham. It's just they know that you've done a search on a flat in Dagenham 
and they put the prices up accordingly and they're starting to buy up areas. I've noticed this and the, pe- the press are fully part of this because they're all, all of these people own property because property is a thing to own, right? So every time you do a search online for property, especially in London, it's either because you've heard a suggestion that land's prop cheap down there or you can get a nice house here. It's total manipulation. So I do get cynicism from the public. I do understand that. Yeah. But it's not like any doctors are giving you, apart from Dr. McCullough, um, it's not like you know, the, the medical profession is, is trying to hold something out on you. You know, this is, this is people are going to die and die horribly. And mm. I don't know if people are quite aware of how horrible dying from COVID can be, you're literally choking to death on your own uh, body fluids. Yeah. And I think people just, I, I don't know, I just i just think it's its really where the way this discussion has gone, I heard the way today, that the, the, the press now seem complicit. I heard a story today about, about a mother who gave birth to her child, I think like four months prematurely. I think the child was like, 21 weeks or something like that, maybe less than that. Um, and unfortunately, the child died because she was unvaccinated. She had COVID. Um, she couldn't breathe. They had to put her on her chest and the, she gave birth without without trying. She just gave birth. Yeah. So, so you know, she had to eject the, the child. Obviously, the child was born, still birth. Um, and her husband was still thinking, yeah, I probably won't take the vaccine because I don't think it's the right thing to do. And he had COVID. He's walking into the ward full of nurses thinking that it was fine. Supposedly, you can go on the internet. I don't know if this is, this is um, ethical, but supposedly you can find someone on the internet. You can get COVID passports that you can download to your phone because it's an image. So you can use that to go into venues. So if there's a way to hack it, these people are hacking it. And I don't, for the love of God, curse, these people should be prosecuted. And it's not just the people they, who are they breaking will the because even the past, the, the, the passports, what they do is they link you um, it works like you get a, a Q code. Yeah. QR and then code. that Q code gets one. scanned. Yeah. And it takes you to the information in their account. And if the details don't match up, or if, if, if people are abusing it, it's because people aren't being shown how to uh, verify well, them properly. The problem is that pubs and, and venues, I mean, not being funny, but a theatre, a theatre is about getting those bums on seats before the, sh- before the fucking curtain goes up. Yeah. If you get there with like a minute to go and there's a queue, mate, they're not checking. Well, they should. Uh, they should at least be. I know a lot of theaters are saying you have to do a um, a test before you come. So, and if theaters aren't even doing that, they shouldn't be able. Well, no, no, this, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you're right. I'm guessing they are asking they, people to do. I, I assume they were. Otherwise, I'm like, what was the point of opening them up? Of all the places that need to have that sort of testing in place, it's theatres. Um, mm. People go, why Why theatres? Why not football matches? I don't have football matches should have, have that too. Have you ever been in a theatre bar? Yeah. Have you ever been in a theatre toilet? Yeah. You're basically, you're, you're, you're up against someone trying to wee. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very, they're very tight, small spaces, and I'm not talking about the bloke in front of you. <laughs> so I'm literally, they're tight, small spaces, and, you know, the bars are usually tiny. They cram as many of those bars as they can get so people can drink and they can buy the booze. A football stadium, ridiculous. Don't understand how you can sit there with 80,000 people right next to someone mm. and thinking just because you're outside, you're all right. But basically, that bloke's breathing into your ear. 
Yeah. You know, so it's absolute madness. One team, I don't know which team it was, but one team had like nine players. Yeah. With COVID. Like, at what point, like, you know, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to be worth the risk to me, especially like the damage COVID does, even if it doesn't. Um, do you know what? And part part of me does get the argument. I get the argument about you know not being funny, but we're going to have to learn to live with this, and we're going to have to crack on because life is life and all that stuff. And I, I'm with it. What I don't seem to realise is that people don't realise that just wearing a mask, washing your hands, getting vaccinated is the way to live with this. Yeah. That's it. But start deciding actually everything's back to normal. No, there is. If you want to call it to coin the genius Dominic Rob, goes. The new normal is that we have to get used to wearing masks mm. until we have proper vaccines that last for a long time and are equipped to deal with all of these new variants, which this new variant only came about for as a population that didn't wear masks, that allowed it to, to run through its population. And then, boom, we've got a new variant, you know. So the new normal is that we have to wear masks. We have to clean our hands. We have to use sanitizer. That's wherever we go. You're on public transport. You go anywhere inside. You wear a mask. Easy. That's the that's how to live with it. But this idea that we live with it without wearing masks or without getting vaccinated, and we just need to crack on with the economy, that's ridiculous. We have we have a method that works. Masks seems to be eighty to ninety percent effective. Well, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be intrigued. Uh, uh, the people who keep saying we just have to get on with it when you start having people dropping dead in the street because that's what happens. Well, they're people if, that if aren't affected no, yet. If there's no lockdown, well, here, here the, the lockdown. And the hospitals are overrun. What happens when people with the bullies start gathering? We saw what happened in New York um, when they literally had to dig mass Mass graves. What happens? Because I know it's again nothing. Nothing exemplifies the the difference between the division between wealth and not having wealth in this country than when you get COVID. Um, And. You know, COVID doesn't care who you are, but your treatment does. And it's going to be, again, quite interesting to see what happens. Because at some point, the way the Tories are going at the moment, they're like, we just got to get on with it. We need to open up pubs. We need to open up businesses. And if, you, if you're if you vulnerable, you just shield. Because, um, I, I, you know, I, what happens? You know, who, who, who's the sacrificial lambs? Um who, who are the people that, you know, pass away and don't get help? What happens when it starts happening? We saw again, um, we, we saw again what happened in China. You know, people were literally falling over in the street and dying um, before they really started taking full-on action. And like I said, I, I know the world economy matters, but what happens if you have no workers able to work? Um, you know what? We, we just leave those people to die. I'm I'm just very intrigued at the moment why you know we can't deal with this like we're in in it's full on war, if you will. Um, um what's a global pandemic? It's a crisis. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, we are in a crisis, and I'm on the opinion that everybody who thinks that it doesn't affect them is deluded and, and misled. Mm. Uh, we, I, I mean, I haven't lost anyone close to me yet through COVID. Mm. And I'm, very, and I'm, as you know, Kurt, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm an atheist, you know, 
you know, I was brought up a Catholic, but I don't really, not really in tune with that anymore. Mm. But I'm very thankful that currently no one that I know has been taken by this, by this disease. No, no people that have been taken by lots of things, but thankfully no one's been taken prematurely because of this yeah. that I know of. But that's not the same story for everyone. And that, 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 that's compassion. That's compassion and that's empathy. You yes. know that there are people out there that have lost people, you know, haven't been able to see grandparents or, or parents or siblings or children mm. who've passed away because of this, you know, yeah. because they're self-isolated and they couldn't go near them, you know, their own safety. And that's it for their own safety and the safety of the general public. They couldn't go near their loved one who was dying. Yeah. And my heart bleeds for them. Well, like I said, I, I think it's it's been. I, I I don't have anything but sympathy for these people. It, I, yeah, I don't have anything but sympathy for people over the past couple of years or so who've lost people, and COVID's made it harder. You know, who've lost people and they haven't been able to go to funerals. You had that picture of the Queen when Philip died, and she mm, wasn't yeah, able to yeah, sit yeah. with her family. You have had stories of families having not been able to hug each other. We've had stories of entire families going down. We've had um, stories of people struggling with mental health. We've had all of that. And I think I've got nothing but sympathy for everybody. And to a degree, I have the sympathy with, with anti-vaxxers who've just been deluded to run a flag up that doesn't make any sense and holds no weight as far as I'm concerned. It's been, you know, I, I hope we do better by each other uh, next year. Um you know, Boris seems to run out of steam and we'll, we'll maybe go over a few of those yeah, we'll, stories. We'll touch that now. We'll touch that um, now first. Okay, right. Like, it's, it's been a strange week of news and I don't know quite where to start. I was going to start with this cheeky story about Madonna. Um, but I, I don't know if I should. <laughs> no, just don't curse. It's not news, is it? Really? It's, it's not news to you and me. I didn't bother reading it. Go on, tell me. All right, okay, so um, a conservative lady on Twitter started having a go at pop-up Madonna, and she put a picture of Madonna. Madonna put some racy photographs out, as you know, Madonna's 60 now. Madonna? Yeah, and, you know, Madonna. Huh? Did she have some racy scene with William Dafoe in one of her shit movies? Yeah, but she she did um she did a few racy photographs. Now I've never been Madonna, a huge Madonna fan, but I think Madonna is amazing. I, I think for her generation, she she like changed a lot in terms of music, and she was a big supporter of um uh, the AIDS recognition movement, massive supporter of the um of 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 gay men, and a, a massive you know because she, she just, did she, say, Papa, don't preach. Yeah, she she was a big part of that movement, and to be quite honest, I did like a few of her songs. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Madonna. I love a good did song it take you album. to La Bonita? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but she, yeah, Madonna always always had a bit of a racy reputation. She once owned, um, she she Who's almost dated Tupac, I think, at one point. Ah, uh, um, Tupac. Yeah, she almost dated Tupac, but he said he couldn't, couldn't go out of her. And then then she had him killed. No, no, no. I mean, that's only a joke. <laughs> real. But anyway, so this conservative lady, I think, I can't remember who she is, she put a picture up of uh, Madonna yep. and then a photograph of, of Nancy Reagan. And she was like, what would you like? You know, what's better, Madonna or Nancy Reagan as, a, as a, an American example? Now, as we know, Madonna's um, uh, adopted a few children from around the world. And yep. she's, as far as I can tell, she's, she's a very decent mother. 
Um, she loves the children, as but she's still know. Madonna. Do you know what I mean? She's she's the lady yep. with one name because she's and, world famous. Uh, yeah, and uh, but then something came out right about Nancy Reagan, which I never ever knew. Right? What's 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 it about first? I don't understand. Well, I back read in the thinking. day, obviously Nancy was a was a, a actress. Yeah, in Hollywood, and she had she was known for being the best at fellatio in Hollywood. I mean, that's fair enough. Huh? So that was... Uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, wow. Like, imagine... Like, you, that's well, not something that... Suddenly, crosses... suddenly I'm, I'm respecting Ronald Reagan a lot more. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you always looked high. But, you know, it was just... I just found that a bit amusing that somebody would come... Uh, Nancy... <laughs> Somebody would come for Madonna and um, reveal what could be effectively a national secret, really. But yeah, like I'm glad you took taking us there. I don't. I still don't see how it's news. But anyway, it it was it was it was it It tickled you. It It tickled you. Um, Right. So you know, let's talk about somewhere else, America. Like they had that little coup, attempted coup. and it, yes. it keeps getting worse. As, as time goes on, it gets worse and worse. Now, apparently, there were not only PowerPoint presentations about what would go that, on. That's what I love, Curtis. But there they were went messages. undercover. Yeah, there were, were literal messages, to text messages yeah. that got released of, like, Fox News guys and the rest of it. And it looks like, you know, this, this little committee that the um, Democrats set up, there's some serious amounts of people that are going to go down for this. Not just the protesters. But I think unless Trump, yeah, unless Trump wrote himself a, a pardon, I think this may come back to his house in the next. Well, they, they they said that that was the one of the things he was doing that he was writing himself pardons and his guys pardons before anything happened. But the thing is, I don't think you can write a pardon unless you've been convicted of something. No, they legally don't know if he's written himself a pardon. Right, nobody will know until it goes to court and he pulls it out. At which point, the legality of it. It needs to be stated. He, someone needs to know. It needs to be stamped when he was president. Like he couldn't have yeah. signed it like, this week. Yeah, but they they don't know if he can't legally do that. That's the problem. It, it has never been tested before. Yeah. Nobody, because nobody would have ever thought to have done that. Like nobody would have thought. See, it is a, 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 a bottom. Yeah, you put him in Guantanamo, which isn't part of the United States, and you hold him there. True, that would be a good idea. But he's the leader of the cult. It turned him into a martyr. Mm, it wouldn't if they just didn't know where he was. Yeah, and then well, it'd become, be, be become a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that's it. For that, that's what you want them to do. I don't know. You want them is, to be entertained. This, this, is country, this is the country. And don't get me wrong. I know we've got a lot of listeners in the states, and I love you, America. But it was also the country where a guy turned up to a pizza place and tried to rescue kids, which were in the basement and apparently being abused by Hillary Clinton. But there was no actual basement. And no kids and Hillary. Well, there wasn't a basement because there couldn't have been kids in the basement if there was no basement. <laughs> there ain't no physical basement. No basement, been... no kids. <laughs> yeah. That piece um, of place took a lot of hassle because of that. Yes, they did um, for a long time. But um, to, I just to, our listeners, to our listeners yeah. in America, I just want to say, God, you're amazing, patient people to deal with this <laughs> shit we've got to deal with. But we deal with a lot of shit here because we've got like a. A, a, a pound land version of your fucking ex-president. True, true, 
true. He should know. He should. He should not. Who is Posher? But Christ, I, I can't get over. I can't get over the fact that people like there's still people defending Boris. Like, can they, we call like, him Mr. Johnson? Again. Well, it's not like other people haven't had parties. Oh, he's, doing his, he's, he's doing his best. He's doing his best. What yes. Labour's always criticising him. <laughs> what, what the fuck do you expect the opposition to do? <laughs> like, hey, you're doing a great job, Boris. <laughs> it's not know. called leader of the cheerleaders, is it? It's not called leader of the cheerleaders. <laughs> hey, Boris, you're so fan, you're so fan, you blow my mind. Hey, Boris, they don't, they're not meant to do that. They're supposed to point do out... Do people understand how democracy not. works? No, I really think they don't. And speaking of somebody who doesn't get how democracy works, China's Hong Kong elections are about to take place. And I keep asking this key question, right? China's literally in a position, right, where they can get away with anything. Like, you know, jokes aside, they've literally started carrying out, like, a re-education system, which would, would, like, put Stalin to shame, right? So the year of guy Muslims, they're, they're literally either killing them or retraining them to be, like... I don't know, like robots or whatever it is, right? It, it, it feels a lot like what happened to the Aboriginals in, in Australia in the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. Probably earlier than that. When I said Stalin's shame, I meant Stalin uh, Gaffrey from Australia. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, these are the type of things that at this point, what's, what is the point? Of, it's like they're pretending not to be the supervillain because they've literally taken away the voting rights. Of, um, you're still allowed to vote in China. It's illegal not to vote in Hong Kong, sorry. But they decided who all the candidates are. They've had to vet them. Opposition leaders have been chucked into prison. And yep. I'm just like, just like Russia, I'm like, what's what's the point? Who are you doing this for? Like, there's no, at no point someone in Hong Kong is going to go, ooh, yes, I like that. That oh, makes sense like communism. to me. Communism's so, great. Yeah, it's, it's like, at which point, I, I don't know, it just seems really weird that Hong Kong's doing this. What's even weirder is the fact that the UK government just like, yep, we'll give everybody, I think they gave, they offered three million citizens um, citizenship, which I think yeah. in a way was really brave, but I was like, who are they playing this to? It's like, they're clearly not going to give them full citizenship. And if they do, their voting base aren't going to like it. Um, which they've already said they don't, but I, I, I found that all very interesting. But I, I'm like, what's the point of having elections if your voters aren't allowed to vote for who they want to? The representatives are who you put in place. Well, who, who are you doing it for? But, I don't get you it. Know what, you know what's more, slightly more um, worrying is that China is in the ascendancy. America is a, is a waning empire now. You know, it's not, it won't be the in the next fifty to sixty years. It will no longer be the richest nation in, on the planet, and it will not have the military sway that it has. China already, I think, militarily speaking, is there or more so. No, not even close. It's not close, is it? No, not even close. Economically, it is. Economically, it's a monster. But militarily, it's so far behind. Um, that I, I don't think that they'll overtake America for a long time to come. Well, I was, I was, the, the thing is that they already pointed out, I think they had hypersonic missiles before the Russians did. Yeah, and the Russians are a bit playing. Hypersonic so, missiles they've got, and so have the Chinese, as far as we know, we, from, from the information far, we have. Yeah, well, that's right, but, exactly. But when I say they're far behind, like America's literally got a military more powerful 
than every military in the yeah, world. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Right, so it's it's it's, it's 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 and I think like even now China's got one aircraft carrier which they bought from the Russians. So that's what I mean by I don't think they'll they'll and I, I guess this would be a difference of opinion between me and you, which is very rare. But I don't think China is going to keep its status as as the number two, and I don't think it will move into number one. And if it does, it will be very short lived. And I don't think it's going to keep its position as a number two economy in the world. Um, I think that position's reaching breaking point to a degree. Um, I but for reasons. Not, not um, because they're there. Um, I, I just think, yeah. China has two aircraft carriers. Yeah. Um, I, I think they bought them both for the Russians. I don't think they built one then themselves. No, no, I think, I think you're right. Which shocks me because economically speaking, they're absolutely monsters. And unless, unless like, we're talking about every nation on the planet mm. because they do supply everything for the world. Yeah. But I think world, that's going right? to change. I think that will change just in terms of what China does next. Um, China and, and then China's economy is built on a, it's a false economy, if you will. So, God, every um, economy is false. True, but I, I think when I say false, you'll you'll start to see it in the housing market. It's it's like overblown. Like they've built cities where nobody lives. You know, they've they've got money in places that can't afford it. Um, and I think that you'll start to see not a collapse in the Chinese economy, but I think you'll you'll, you'll start to see it slow down a lot, and the companies is, move away from absolutely it. shed loads in in um in Africa and in South America, haven't they? Yeah, so there's loads of infrastructure. Oh, definitely, in the, in the Southeast Asia they own literal islands, they own harbors from countries yeah. that you yeah. wouldn't normally see happen because they yeah. basically gave them lots of money that the country couldn't afford. At a high interest rates, they yeah. couldn't pay it back, and then China takes it over. Yeah. And I think you will see companies, countries start to go, well, no, we're not having this, we're not paying that, we're not doing that. And China just doesn't have the influence to just make those countries do it. Um, I don't think, and especially when it comes to Africa. Oh, I hope you're right. For this. I hope you're right. I don't know. I, look, I, I, I'm not a political economic analyst. Greed, at the end of the day, is a, is the key to, to power in the world. Key motivator. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great motivator. And as long as people can make money from China, they will be there. But I guarantee yeah. you, the second that stops, um, it's it's... I think to a large degree over for China and in a much worse way than other countries mm. because um, it's reliance in a way the, the the greed's feeding off each other are greed for consumer goods and China's sort of hunger for money and economic status it's done amazing things in a short period of time like no other countries have and it's serious about what it does but I've noticed that with countries like Dubai which you know has built these great tall buildings, but yet their tallest building they have to to drive the, the poo out via trucks every day because they didn't think to build a sewer. Seriously. You know, it, it, it's it's not real. This isn't reality. All those big building projects they got in Dubai, like the uh, World Island, yeah, um, which is sinking by the way. Um, and Just I remember Venice, a couple of Just Venice. I remember a couple of years ago, they were like, um, you could buy the football fans would be, players were buying places out there. Um, people were being encouraged to invest in firms going out there. 
and now these places are sinking. They have to tunnel in thousands of tons of sand every day to keep them in place. And I just think something's, something's going to happen soon, not an apocalypse type thing, but I think the way the Chinese economy is being run, I think it's going to go bust at some point, especially in a way that we're also moving towards in more environmentally so, friendly so then, ways of doing stuff. So then what happens? Does it, does it the same thing happen? happened that happened in the ussr suddenly you've got an oligarchy and then you've got you've got really unstable politics Do you know what i mean um it depends what happens in terms of the the race for a better environmental way of living because that is to me the key here whoever builds whoever builds the cars the electric cars that are sustainable um whoever gets people off their plastic obsession the government that goes plastic no more if you will that's the right government that goes you know, that's why you need legislation yeah, yeah. that'll change everything um do, Africa, do you know what? Uh, india and africa their economies yeah. are starting to come up now you're yeah. that that will challenge china um yeah. and solar power all these little things i think will be the decider because in a well, way um I know that solid state batteries, which are batteries made from not using liquid, mm. have been a couple of breakthroughs now. So it could mean so you're looking at smaller batteries that charge faster, yeah, hold a high, high levels of charge. So you're talking about smaller batteries, high levels of charge, faster charging times. So you're talking about lorries, suddenly lorries, vans, trains. It becomes not the trains you need. You can run trains off off an electric line anyway, but mm. suddenly that changes everything. So you're looking at a car that instead of being able to do like 100, depending on the weather, 200 miles or 300 miles, suddenly you're looking at a car that can do a thousand miles without a charge. You know, and when it does charge, it takes 10, 15 minutes, and that's mm. it driving. You mm. know, and that, that, that really could be cool. the same for that could be the same for lorries and for airplanes, and for airships and for any any kind of other transport. Mm. Um, so that's a massive when that it's early days that's been there's a couple of companies we'll find out if it's true or not but there's a couple of companies in california and i think there's one somewhere else not california it might be you know silicon valley or somewhere like that um that have made these jumps and if they do work if it gets peer-reviewed if it gets proven then we're talking game changes we're talking about suddenly petrol dies overnight they're cheaper to produce. They're safer than the current batteries we have, which are use liquid. And I don't know if you've seen any of those videos. I don't want to scare anyone, but have you ever had the, like Tesla Teslas? Some of them, not all of them, set mm. on fire. And when they set on fire, you can't put the fuckers out. You just can't put these things out because mm. they burn at such high temperatures and they're a chemical fire that there's no way to put them out. So you have to let the car burn. And that's happened in aircraft as well. That those chemical fires that you can't put them out. It doesn't matter how much water you put on them, they don't go out. Um, so that means that that fear stops, and then you're talking about something that could literally, it would be like living in a science fiction film, like one charge, <laughs> and then you're looking, the, and then you're looking at the technology getting better. So the first evolution is great, and then the second, third, fourth, fifth evolutions will be even better. So yeah. we're talking about huge, huge advancement. We're talking about solar powers, you know, solar, solar panels now. Tesla have created. I'm always worried about Tesla, but they've created solar, solar tiles that go on roofs that look just like tiles and they're solar panels and they collect charge. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, so so it's it's all it's all a matter of time, but it needs legislation and it needs investment. And the investment yeah. can't come from private companies. It has to come from governments because 
private companies will not invest in it unless they are made to. And not just that, um, the way, again, that would set the world economy up at the moment. If you are a private company and you want to go into solar panels, you're competing with a Chinese market that will bring in whatever you do, they'll bring it in cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why you need the government investment. I think they did it with solar yeah. panels the last time. The like solar panels were starting to become a big thing in the States, but then the Chinese undercut the market. Yeah. Um, well, uh, here you go. Any any renewables, uh, any stuff for new renewable um, energy sources or products, they're currently undermined by who's in power now and who's making money. Because yeah. as soon as you start putting renewables in there, people who are making money out of petrol, packaging, plastics, oil industry basically, the oil industry suddenly becomes out of business. And currently, who's got the cash? Mm. Oil industry and our market. This capitalism. Remember, we talked about it ages ago. Um, when there's three of us on this podcast that, that, that capitalism is a false it is a false economy yeah you can buy anything whenever for however much not taking into account that every resource we have on this planet is finite mm. and that's why it's false and you can't keep making money we have a limited amount of people unless unless we suddenly get loads more and they have money but the thing is money money's limited because we we create money so we need poor people and billionaires get richer, billionaires get richer and we keep getting poorer. Mm. So it's a limited and it's a false, false economy. So we'll see what happens. We, we do need change, but I don't know when it's coming. Anyway, let's move on. Next subject. What do you want to talk about? Boris and his fun party time. This episode, ladies and gentlemen, I hope we haven't been yeah. too deep for you. Let me bring some joy back to you. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Are you a fan of Strictly Come Dancing? Never watched it myself, but apparently the final was watched by 11 million people. Were you one of them? Because I just want to say how sad I was that AJ um, AJ wasn't in it. I love her. She's an amazing dancer. Yeah. And uh, I thought that either one of those contestants, John, and I can't remember the girl's name. That's awful because I've watched it every week and I've loved it. I loved her time. <laughs> I was um, hoping you had because I've never watched it. Oh, curse. <laughs> curse. The dancer. It's just, she, she, she can't hit. She's deaf. She can't hit anything. And she counts. She just counts yeah. the moves. So she does all the moves That's to right, account okay. in her head. Because you can't hear anything. There's no bass. You can't hear anything. It's just dances. Alien Ellis. And, uh, oh, my God. And she, was, and she was absolutely incredible. But then again, the guy, John and Joannis, mm. they could have won it. It, it. This is strictly this. It's just two amazing, groundbreaking for both. So me and Catherine were sitting there thinking, you know, either one of these, it's, it's historic. Yeah. And John would have won it. Any other year, John would have won it. And I think... I think that John was unlucky that he didn't win win it. She was a popular choice, and she was amazing. But they were both popular. I I could have watched either where one of those. She, where is she together. from? Was she did she do? What, she's what? she's she's EastEnders. Okay, EastEnders. Um, she's an actress, and he's like he was one Bake Off, and he does TV on something or other where he cooks. Um, okay. but um, both amazing dancers. Mm. And it's just unfortunate. And AJ, uh, I'm going to say AJ Adubi, so if I've got that wrong, I'm so sorry. But she got injured because she should have been in the final as well. And I've got to say, Curse, mm. her dancing, she was absolutely incredible. She okay. looked like a professional dancer. She danced like a professional dancer. She was stunning. And she might not have been the strongest dancer, but when she danced, oh, my word. 
My word, when she got her dance, she nailed it. She wasn't particularly good at Latin, but but well, she wasn't terrible at Latin, but she was good. But everybody comes an expert to watch it. So yes, did I watch it? Yes. Thanks to my um I wouldn't call her my lady wife. It's my lady wife. I have to watch it every weekend. And and I've I've got I've learned to enjoy it. Okay. Was it was it a tough journey? I, I just don't have the time. I never have the time. I don't, so but do, Curtis, you know, when I when when I was single, I did not watch it. Okay, cool, I watched cool. it because I had to watch it because you know that's an easy life. <laughs> thankfully, we never. Thankfully, we never went down the route of X Factor or, or anything like which I absolutely hate the X Factor because I don't like Simon Cowell. Fair enough. Don't fair like enough. Simon Cowell, and I don't know what he's done to his face. Sorry, well, Simon. In in, uh, in even funnier. Well, in funny news this week as Come well. On, uh, Nadine Doris was kicked off. Apparently, she was in the Tories WhatsApp group. <laughs> she got kicked out of it. And why did she swear? No, did she? Did she abuse someone? No, she just kept singing the praises of Boris because he'd done Brexit. <laughs> they just yeah. kicked her out. They were like, "You, Nadine, off you go, Doris." Jog on. And, and, this, and this is Brexiteers <laughs> kicking her off. Other Brexiteers kicking, ultra Brexiteers kicking her off the. the... Everybody's accepted now. Brexit is a farce. Um, Lord, um, what's his name? Frost Farquhar. resigned. He should be Farquhar. Um, no, Lord, that's Boris Johnson. Uh, Lord uh, Frost resigned because he didn't like the way the government was going. I reckon he took it as an opportunity because he messed up Brexit. You know, he, he he was trying to get a new deal negotiated because he knew the deal that he got negotiated was a. No, I, I think he can smell what's going to happen to Boris, and I think that he needs to cut ties because so then he, he can, can run for leadership. Off. No, 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 not for leadership. Kurt. So he can say because he'll get a job with someone else under a Tory government. He can say with the other the other Brexit lot saying, you know what? I told him this wasn't right, but he wouldn't listen to me. He kept backtracking. Mm. It's Boris's fault this happened. You know what he's like. He's not a man of detail. He kept just like, saying rubbish, and he's just positioning himself as you know, not being funny. Richie Sunak, all this stuff happened about the party. Now we know Boris was at a party. He, he picked a guy who had a party to run the inquiry into whether he had a party or not. Down down the street. So obviously, I'm not talking about corruption. It just sounds like corruption. Um, but what, what's yeah. even more interesting about that resignation as well is it flies in the other Canada that I put down for Tory leadership. Old Rishi. Which one? Rishi Sunak. Yeah, but he, that's, that's why he flew. That's why Richie flew to California, mate. Because yeah. if he's not here, he can't be sort of put in, pulled into it. He's <laughs> not in the House of Commons. He's not anything to do with the press. He can't be pulled into it. He's sitting and, out. And so, also that that coincided. His trip to California coincided with him changing the rules on travel. So the UK government's taken all countries off the red list. While we're now on the red list, I think yeah. on a no-fly list for uh, France much and everyone. Germany. Yeah, um, I don't know what other countries have done it as well yet, but I find that quite intriguing. Uh, and the other thing happens. is, Michael Gove, as you'll notice, Kurt, Michael Gove is disappeared. Uh, Boris yes. is in trouble, and Michael Gove's disappeared. And uh, this is that the key lackey. Do you reckon yeah, but, they'll really go for a, a back, like the, the dagger to the back? Well, that, that's the, probably the most Tory thing that's ever happened, Curtis. <laughs> that's, the, that's what Tories do. Look at Margaret Thatcher, hatcheted. John Major, hatcheted. Um, then it was Tony Blair. And then we had David Cameron, coward. Brexit, lost Brexit, resigned on the dock because he didn't want to deal with the shit that he put into place. Um, Theresa May, hatcheted by, by Michael Gove and Boris Johnson. Mm. And then you've got now, you've got Boris Johnson, who 
slowly but surely doesn't matter how popular he is he's lo- the Tories know that the the people that he won over in his election are losing it with him because he just talks shit and he lies well they lost one of their safest seats it'd been a Tory yeah. seat for I think 200 forever. years forever forever they lost it to a Liberal Democrat which is quite yeah. impressive in itself yeah um but and yeah, that but... for the Tories, they smell it, Curtis. And what they smell is the blood. And the blood, who, mm. which, whose blood do they want? Boris's, because they get rid of him. Now, the problem comes for them is who do they put in this place? Do they put in lacklustre, we don't need no experts, Michael Gove? Or It'll do you put Richie, I'm very good at public speaking and sounding like I know what to talk about, Sunak? They, they, they won't trust Sunak. I don't think. Because I can't see. And also, I've, you've got to remember here, Nadine, Nadine, um, what's her name? Doris. Mm. When Boris goes, she's out of a job. As is Pretty Patel, as is Sajid David, as is any one of that, any one of that cabinet, no other Tory will elect them because they are by default connected to sleaze. I don't know. I, I reckon that the, the ones who go are the ones who are really unpopular, and Sajid isn't one of them. Um, no, but I think you're right though. Rishi probably Patel definitely Nadine gone. Oh, what's um, his name? And who's the foreign like? minister who keeps gaffing? Um... Oh, they're all idiots. Yeah. Um, um, and what's, yeah. His, what's his name? The ghost of the pencil, Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. Oh my God! You'll go into you'll go to you UKIP or whatever new weird right wing slightly conservative party there is. Um, He'll be gone because they do, you know, because he, he's the man who lied to the Queen. He's the yeah. man who lied to the Queen about program Parliament. He's the man who said he's got like a Queen, a, a queen picture of the Queen on his wall, but he lies to her. Mm. Uh, uh, if, uh, I'm hoping, hoping the scales are falling away from people's eyes, Curtis. But I, I think that Boris Johnson's numbers, or days, should I say, are numbered. And do you know why I tell you this, Curtis? Because someone said... um. There was a, a senior Tory said um, Boris Johnson's got till February to, to sort this out and he can't have any more mistakes. Well, I tell you what, Curtis, if there's one thing we can guarantee with Boris Johnson, there's a lot more stuff that we don't know about that's coming out soon. Oh, one hopes. I mean, it's been no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's been from it's been from one one mistake to another. Mm. We know he's lied about things. Remember, remember the one, Curtis, where he said he didn't know who'd paid for the flat. He had refurbished yeah. in February. He didn't know who didn't know. Then it turns out that on the no- November beforehand, he texted the bloke who donated the money saying he needed more money for the flat. So from November to February, he forgot. He forgot who sent him the money. But actually, the November before, he texted him saying, I need more money. So that man's broken rules, Curtis. And that's the one that's brewing. That's the one that why he couldn't about. just go, um, I'm the Prime Minister, can't we, the state pay? The, the state do pay. The state do do pay. They, they, I think they they got a budget of thirty thousand pounds per year. It's hmm. enough. I could decorate. What's well, enough? It's not, it's not like it's his only. It's only his only house, is it? No. Not be funny. You know, it's not like it's his only house. If he wants to bring in furniture of his own, he can do. The thirty. And it's about wallpaper. He needed gold plated wallpaper or something, something ridiculous. So, you know, not being funny. There's there's stuff there. But it's going to get worse for him. Because you think that he's not being lobbied. Mm. You think that he's not... He's he, he, They were selling, like, not being funny, but they were selling... You could have breakfast for Boris for 40, 50 grand. Yes, I remember that. So that this is not... This is not going away. Mm. And this is getting worse. Um, 
and it just and not being funny the party stuff just shows complete disregard yeah. For, for, for the general public. And this, well, I, this, I mean, he always has had disregard for them, but the no, public seems to lap it up. I'm You've hoping... got to remember, Curtis, taxes are for little people, Curtis, I'm, and everybody I'm, in that Conservative Party is not little. We are little. We I'm, pay I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that opposition movements are now emboldened enough that they will work towards um, defeating him. And I hope the left can keep it enough, together enough, to challenge I think, him. I think the left... I had I noticed... I had noticed that after the win last week, I went onto one of the left um, Facebook pages. And what do you guess they were saying? Jeremy Corbyn would have done a better job or something like that. That too, but they were also saying that clearly, right, a lot of the voters who voted Labour in that area had gone Lib Dem because they were tactical voting. Wait a minute, and they were, wait like, a minute, they were like, because like, Labour's always had third, right? Well, yeah. yeah. But in that, in that seat, not being funny, but in that seat, the Conservatives have won that seat for the last 200 years. They had a staggering majority, which means that the Conservative voters had switched. Yeah, and they voted Lib Dem. And they were like, because Labour came third, it was they another an example of Kerr Starmer's terrible performance. And I was like, you guys are desperate, aren't you? I mean, I'm not, not, not joking, Kurt, <sighs> but in, in, in strong Conservative in strong conservative areas like that, Labour very rarely will ever win a seat, and it's it's those will go to Lib Dems, mm. you know. So, I mean, that's well, not... only since Tony Blair. I think Tony Blair's a seat like that, yes. Uh, but I think last time, um, the Labour won Tory old Tory seats, yeah. at least was was Tony Blair. Um, I what is it, North Shropshire? What I'll do is I'll at some point look the data up. Um, but by the way, Kurz, I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I must admit this this whole ridiculous thing about um, this is the problem with Labour at the moment that they're, they're sort of self imploding, and they're looking to self implode. It's sort of cultish behaviour with with uh, Corbyn and blaming Keir Starmer. Although I did have a discussion with the other half saying it goes she wouldn't she didn't vote for she voted Lib Dem um, here, and obviously she didn't vote for. For Boris, but she said she couldn't see Keir Starmer didn't didn't fill her with lots of hope either. And I said, well, at a time like this, when you need someone who's serious, someone who, who was like, what was he head of? He was basically human rights lawyer, wasn't he? And he was head of the Court of Justice or something like that for the UK. I can't remember what 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 he was a prosecutor was. He? he was Crown Court prosecutor or something like that. And um, someone who's got a serious head and a serious man in a time of crisis. A man who's all about detail. I said, given the choice for some, someone's a bit boring, but who's extremely intelligent and knows what they're doing, compared to someone who has no concept of of um, of detail or yeah. of honour or of the truth. Mm. Oh, I'm picking. <laughs> we're in a we're in a time of need. I, I must admit, Curtis, as you know, Curtis, I'm not. I, I used to be like Labour, 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 and then I've sort of got to the stage where I thought, well, no, actually, I should be a floating voter. You know, I should decide who look at the policies and who does the best stuff for me and who do I think is going to do the best stuff for society in general. Um, and I know if you're solid, if you're a solid Labour supporter, you always think that's Labour. That's fine. I sometimes look at the Liberal Democrat, I think slightly more realistic, but I know yeah. they're not popular. I look at the Tories and I think I can't vote for you. I've not, I've never seen it. I've currently have never seen a, a Tory prime minister or leader that I thought, do you know what? What you're saying makes sense to me. And I think you're an honorable person. 
haven't met one yet. If Rory Stewart had won that that challenge, mm. I would have voted for him. And the more you find out about him, the more likely you would vote for him because you, at least he would be trying to make a difference. Whether I, you know, and that that's what we we've got to go for, and that's why I think I am now. But I don't know. I'd, I'd vote. I'd vote for Keir now, definitely, definitely more so than I would have done for Corbyn. Mm, but anyway, anyway. So look, what's next on the agenda? Or do we wrap it up? <laughs> Um, only a few quick stories. Uh, one up was uh, just to show you how much anti-vaxxers are taken advantage of by people. An anti-5G necklace that was being sold to oh, people yeah. who believe that 5G is dangerous yep. turned yep. out to be highly radioactive if worn constantly. And um, I think if, if anything, it shows how much people need to be a bit more discerning about where they get information from. Again, Kirst, does it not? Does it not strike you that it's like it's the proper evolutionary thing where you know if you can't adapt and you can't figure out what's true and what's not true, maybe you shouldn't be around. I agree a bit, and not to be just, argumentative, TC. No, no, no. I think the moment I jump in is that actually, you know, it's about how con- illiterate your society is. That's right, and, that's and right, it's a failure right. of education. That's and right. it's, a va- it's a failure of systems, and this has happened purposely. Okay, and this is when I talk about um, the weaponization of selfishness. We've allowed it in education a lot. It's to the point that, you know, this is a lack of education because one of the first things they should be teaching you in school is what waves and radio waves and microwaves and, ra- you know, what these things do. And if they did teach this in schools, people wouldn't even bat an eyelid. But, but I got taught in school, Kurt. I, I, I so did I, but I'm just saying that it isn't being done well enough anymore, or it wasn't at least. There's a generation of people who are were not um, as new technology came in, education didn't necessarily always keep up with that, um, and that's why I usually find it's people slightly older than me. Um, I was in that generation was quite lucky. I grew up with technology, and a lot of people didn't. Um, and I usually find it's, it's a slightly older generation, some young people, um, but a slightly older generation that maybe didn't listen into that part of the science so much. And that's where this is coming from. Because 5G is no, it's, it's less powerful than your microwave. It's less powerful than, I think, light bulbs in terms of, of how powerful the wave is but people see it as being this sort of threat every time they hear about it. It's there to control us. What? To do what? <laughs> to be honest, guys, I mean, these people are absolutely going to shit themselves when they find out about um, solar flares. They're going to absolutely shit themselves because if they think 5G is powerful, wait till the, and the planet gets hit regularly by solar flares. Do you know yes. what I mean? So wait till they find out what the fuck that can do. You know? yes, I found out because I was watching a sci-fi show called um, All Mankind and there's a scene when they're on the moon and it gets hit by a solar wave. Woo! That that stuff doesn't mess around. I mean, it will... Well, you're, talk- you're talking about really destructive radioactive yeah. bottles yeah, being, it, being, it, being accelerated and bombarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about really serious stuff and we currently get away with it. Mars didn't get away with it, but we get yeah. away with it because we've got... A, we've got um, uh, magnetic field, field yeah. that runs around our planet because of the, the core of the planet. We're, we're very mag- lucky on his hair, Earth. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just think that there's, there's just a generation of people who didn't quite who who missed out on the new how the new technology of mobile phones and microwaves was explained. Like there always used to be people who were like I I don't use microwaves; they're dangerous. Yeah, your mums and dads. I don't know, but like before I got a microwave, I knew people who were like that a lot. I don't want a microwave in my house because it's going to make me sterile. Um, you know that sort of. Curtis, can I can I just say yeah. microwaves? I don't. I don't like. I don't like. I know some people cook with them, but they actually cook food like yeah, bacon can. and eggs and stuff like that. And I never yeah. do that. I never I, do that. I, I, what I do it's... is reheat. That's all I use oh, yeah, in my yeah. cooking. Reheat. Oh, it's and, so and, many you know why, Curtis? <laughs> what you know, is that? Do you know why, Curtis? Because I actually quite like cooking and getting things right. Uh, As in, I enjoy making you, TC. I, I, I totally agree with you. But at the same time, if I want a cup of tea quickly and I don't want to wait, boom, microwave, job done. Uh, poached eggs, superb. Oh, how long um, does your kettle take to... How long a, your microwave, kettle take? a microwave, one minute. A kettle yeah, will kettle take t- a couple of minutes. If you, no, yeah, a kettle... Let's stop you there, guys. <laughs> Let's stop you there. Right, what you do is you fill your cup up with cold water, right? Your kettle has to be empty. You put your cold water into the cup, you heat it. 35 seconds no, turn, turn, turn. put 35 I've seconds got, I've, got, I've got i've got yeah i'm not i'm not saying you can't but it is also a quick way of doing it um poached eggs lovely you know in a microwave no how problem many minutes you given it how much how poached much eggs um not long i think it's only like two minutes at most um, mate mate what are you doing you're I'll talking about poached egg. Um, yeah but that's how long it takes it to no, do you, have to, you have to boil water in a microwave you don't have to boil no water job's done do you so put it in water you can do it that way, but I've. Would you put it in a cup? Thing. Yeah, yeah, you can put it in a cup. You can do scrambled eggs in the microwave. Oh, um, no, Curtis. They don't taste the same. because you can't work in the butter. You're anti microwave. Oh, you anti microwave. Wait a minute. Anti microwave. How do you, how do you, how do you mix the butter? Curtis, how do you mix the butter into it? You just, you just do it, Tony. You don't. You, you just put it in and it cooks. No, you it's mix it. it. You don't. You, you can, if you want scrambled tone, trust me, you can do scrambled eggs in the microwave. The, the next time we were at my house, <laughs> we'll do a scrambled egg. I'll make scrambled eggs my way. You make them in the microwave. Yours might be quicker. <laughs> I'll be tastier. I got no doubt of that. But you're all, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, TC. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing the point. You, but you can. Would you do a steak in the microwave? Um, I don't know if you. Could do I can tell you the answer is if you did it, be awful. It a I mean, it would yeah, cook. You know, I, I think you look again, Tone. I think it, it, all the micro does is heat food differently. That's all it does. I, I, you know, it, all it, it does is do heat. About that. No, all it doesn't it does heat. If you use them, cooking is heating. Cooking is heating. But the thing is, what you lose with the microwave, what you gain from a, a frying pan for a steak, you don't get the caramelization. You don't get that hot surface caramelization. That's right, what it's you more do. Internal heat, I find. Um, yeah, that's that's right. Microwaves heat everything from the middle, and some things you don't want to heat from the middle. You can cook from the outside. You, in. you can cook anything in a microwave. It's just people. Um... Yeah, but it's about taste. No, I, I again, I, I I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think the problem's taste. Is I don't, about how, I don't, how you cook I don't stuff. understand. I don't understand how it couldn't be about taste because okay, okay, you okay, you okay. Look, <laughs> I, I get. There's nothing wrong with being precious, Tone. But I'm just saying that you can't. Precious, Chris. I'm talking about food. 
It's substance you put in your mouth. It's You've not, got to be precious about it's it. It's not some alien that's gonna, you know. I'm not um, saying it's alien because I use a microwave pretty much every day. Inappropriately touch your food. You, well, I, heat, you can, I heat up milk for my kids every day in the microwave. I, you know, I hate that you can, every time they have beans, they to cook. You just not necessarily that you should, but you can use them to cook. It's yeah. just people are so afraid of using them to cook that they don't. But you I, can I actually do it. I remember, I remember when microwaves came out. There was a whole. There was a guy who was a TV presenter, and yeah. he did a whole book about <laughs> how to cook with a microwave. That book did really well, and then nobody cooked with a microwave. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I obviously, know, I know. And I, I, I think, guys, I'm just going to point out this. Gordon Ramsay uses a lot of microwaves in his restaurant. And is that a true statement? The answer is no. That is a false statement. He does not use microwaves in his in his uh, kitchen. Yeah, but that's understandable, though. Because he, you know, if, if, if microwave... Because you wouldn't pay those form. prices if they just dinged and pinged. <laughs> it's an art form, microwave. It's, it's still in its infancy. And so I'm not, I'm not going to... I hear what you're saying. But yes. as I said, it's, it's just a way of heating up food. I'm not. I'm not like. It's just a way of cooking. It's a different way, and people aren't used to it yet. But at some point in the far off future, well, we are used to it, guys. We've been using it for over thirty just years. Used to heating up stuff. You're not used to cooking with it, unless it's. Popcorn. But why would you? Yeah, why, but why would you? you cook with it? It's just an oven. It's a microwave oven. Look, I'm not it's arguing it's... this with you because it's a silly argument, and my life's yeah, too I'm... short. And and microwaves right, are not anyway. the enemies of the state. Let me just get. They're just trying to control you, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet mercy! Right, uh, right. let me just go the the stories that got we, to... we did have, and we didn't yeah. get to. One of the stories we we're going to talk about was that the police have the now have the power to seize the homes of gypsies and travellers, which may make the uh, morning and fall among the population happy but um, I, I think this is just another example of how the, I think this country is just going too far in the wrong direction um, travellers and gypsies, people do and you know taking away their homes is the last thing you should, a state should be doing um, yeah, well, that's, it's what you do with them then because you're going to have yeah. to rehouse them yeah, and, uh, and what, what happens uh, do you know the, all, all I find is these policies all seem very reactionary and yeah. not what we go through. And um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. But obviously, we ran out of time. Um, but the last thing we're going to talk about is about how um, the headline is: Bernie Eccleston suggests Lewis Hamilton didn't deserve a knighthood or uh, in Skaven attack. And I'm I'm just like, again, this is another example. Lewis Hamilton is probably the the third or fourth example of when um, black um, sports people come into a sport and they do really, really well. And they dominate. And they dominate and their achievements are taken away from them because they're black. Um, the the Williams sisters were probably the most prominent example of that. The second they came into women's tennis, I heard people started say women's tennis is boring. Women's tennis isn't as competitive. Women's tennis isn't that exciting because um, the Williams sisters, you know, the, the, there was that stereotype because they were so physically imposing, but they trained to be like that. They oh, worked yeah. hard to be like that. They worked hard to become as good as they were. And and who who was the, who was the archetype for them being as physically robust and as strong as they were? Do you know who it was? Uh, what Richard, their dad? No, no, no. But there was an archetype. There was an archetype that they were based on to be that kind of tennis player. Oh no, no, I don't know who is that. Martina. Oh, Navratilova, who was yeah. also a very physically imposing uh, tennis player, um, but as, as I said, the, it just seems to be. But I don't, how... I don't think I don't think the same the same things were were, were put towards her. Um, 
I think I don't, I don't remember that being the case. I, I know people yeah. always questioned her um, her Sexual sexuality, violence. but she I don't know if people. Um, um, I don't know. I just think people are mean. Whenever you're black, they love be be to you as a sports person. I remember Lewis Hamilton lost his um, the first season he raced. He would have won except for one of the teams cheating. And I remember asking people at the time, and people being like. Oh no, no! He shouldn't win his first one. He needs to, you know, get used to it. Mm, I don't understand that. But they never said that about was it first Stappen who who came in who was really young. Um, first Stappen, first, first Stappen, and they were like, oh, yeah, he's amazing. He's this." I, th- I think um, the headline. I think the headline was he goes. He was born to win. Yeah, and um, I just think he doesn't know how to lose. Yeah, you know, Lewis Hamilton's achievements as just a British F one racer. Are outstanding, and let alone comparing him to the rest of the world, he's won I think more more races than the rest of the world com- like combined, or at least um, in history. And I know they're in different cars. I know things have changed, but you know, so what? Uh, on paper alone, he's a great. He's almost the greatest of all time. He has one more championship to win, and he's literally the greatest of all time. Yeah, on on paper, and I think it's a great shame that no matter how successful you are as a black sports person, that people will always look at some way to take it away from you. They always did it with the one hundred meter runners, because um, our black guys are just faster. Do you, know, do you know? Do you know what's this? It's, it's sort of the the story of the red tails, isn't it? It's yeah. that the red tails were, uh, as you know, Kurt, but someone that, some people out there might not know, they were a bunch of black. Uh, American um, Air Force pilots who were put through a training scheme meant to make them fail um, so they would not represent America in the Second World War. Mm. But the thing is that the, the the trials and the tribulations that they were put through were so difficult that what they did was they made basically the best unit, the best Air Force unit in mm. the United States Air Force. And I think they might count to the day they never lost a bomber. Yeah. They never lost a bomber while they fl- flew. Um, they flew hurricane, not hurricanes. They flew uh, Mustangs, P fifty one Mustangs, um, escorted bombers over Italy and other targets. Yeah, and they were so good that they never lost a single bomber. Yeah, against German troops, against the German air force, they never lost one. And that is the same thing. And obviously, they were sort of forgotten about. Yeah, well, as always with uh, African American soldiers um, during World War One. Um, look up Eugene Bullard. Oh yeah, that's um, World War One. Eugene, Eugene Bullard, who was called the Black Swallow of Death, which will one day make a great film, I'm sure. But he was um, he had to go to the French um, to Foreign fight. Legion to be able to fight, yeah. and he became one of the first pilots um, of World War One. He served um, in the French uh, Air Service. He also went on to serve in World War II, but was injured. Completely forgotten until the 70s. And when he was found to be working as a um, lift... Um, attendant, wasn't he? Attendant, attendant, yeah. So, you know, uh, I know people go, Curtis, you got a chip on your shoulder. It's not that I've got a chip. It's just that, you, you know... I, uh, it's you know, just I, incredibly I, sad that we live in a world where if you are black, you're 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 
contributions to society are dismissed, whether you're Eugene Bullard or Alexandre um, Duar or or uh, uh, um, one of the Red Tails. And it just, it reeks, what Bernie Eccleston done yesterday, today, just reeks of that sort of, that almost horrible attempt to dismiss somebody's place in history. Do you know what this, uh, I saw, I saw um, there's a thing called Three Mics on uh, Netflix, and it's a comedian, it's a comedian to stand up, and he used to work with, um, oh, Curtis, I'm, I'm really out of touch here. Um, Neil Black. Brennan. No, is it Neil Brennan? He used to work. Yeah, he used yeah. to work with. Who's the massive black comedian in the states? I've never seen Dave Chappelle. He used to work with Dave Chappelle on the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, right. and he um he's the guy who came. He he, he you know he, he said basically in his three mics he says um you know people go on about black people you know get over slavery because you know that happened and well, I'm not you know I never put you through it but he goes imagine white people had slavery do you think they'd ever let you forget about slavery they don't let you like literally if, talking from a british point of view when are we going to forget about two world wars and one world cup yeah so imagine if someone who's white english went through slavery that shit would never be forgotten it would be constantly coming up and it's almost you're right it's almost like trying to rewrite history or rewrite rewrite his achievements out but i think that he is groundbreaking and I think that all sportsmen who are groundbreaking and that will include women who are groundbreaking have always tried to be written out of, out of um, their achievements, mm. but it won't work. I hope not. Well, it can't be curse. Well, I, I just, I hope not. Cause I, I, I think the level of because abuse it, you seem to get as a, especially as it a doesn't matter. sportsman is, is so horrible. Curtis, that... it doesn't matter that Lewis hasn't won this, this um, championship. He'll win next year. I hope. I hope so. I and, hope... and then he'll probably win the year after because his talent is undeniable. Yeah. Well, I, I hope so. I hope he comes back. I hope he um, he he absorbs this and comes back oh, like I, a, I, like I, a, re- I, a red I think, tail. I think he's a, got a red tail he, I think he's got a point to prove, Curse, and I think he's going to point. You know, he's going to make sure whether he guns it and what he'll do. It'll probably smash the opening season halfway through it. The F one. F1 will change the rules to slightly give more advantage to um, to Red Bull or whoever's the closest challenger, and he'll still smash it and put it out of the league because that's what he'll be aiming for. I hope he'll so. Aiming, he'll be aiming to make sure it's without, you know, massive points deficit. There's no way you can touch me. I don't even have to finish the last two races. Mm. You know, I don't have to finish the last two races, and I'll, I'll still won. You know, so that and he'll go out of his way. I think that's that. I think that's proven in, in his career. It's not just now. Just proving his career that he goes out of the way because I'm sure this is not the only. I'm sure he's had a lot of shit. Well, it's it's uh, the, the big thing that always gets me is people go, "Oh, he's had it so easy. He's got the fastest car." This went up to the line. Do you know what I mean? This literally went down to the last race. Last like race. Lewis didn't have an advantage going into the last race. Yeah. You know, and people are like, "Oh, he had all the advantage all season." F1. The same thing they said about him was the thing. Same things that I remember them saying about Schumacher but and F1 back then. That, that no, was... but Schumacher. Schumacher was a cheat as well, mate. Schumacher just wasn't. Yeah, but he, Schumacher was he, still winning at the end of the oh, day. Was, and people were like, oh, F1." His cheating was part of the excitement for people as well. Yeah. Um, but, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Lewis yeah. is the most exciting, but he's the most exciting thing in Formula One because yeah. he overtakes. He brings in the viewers. He done what um, 
Tiger, Tiger did Tiger, for golf. Um, he, he done a lot of what Tiger done for golf and what the Williams sisters done for for women's tennis. And I think that you know if 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 um, Tiger wasn't so obsessed with um, um, booty, uh, he probably wouldn't have had as many of the struggles as he had after his father passed. But Lewis has always been consistent. Jermaine and the Williams have always been consistent. And I just wish they got... I'm not asking people to like him, but just that sportsmanship respect that other sportsmen would have had if he was white by now. Um, you know, the amount of people, I hate Lewis Hamilton. Well, that's fine, but he still achieved a hell of a lot for a man that I, you hate. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I can't tell you if I hate him or not. I'd like to meet him. No, no, but you know what I mean? I always find these statements, oh, in saying that, no, there's some people that I look at on telly and I go, like Simon Cowell, I've never met him. He probably is the most charming bloke in the world. I just don't like him. And that's because of his TV persona. Do you know what I mean? That's purely because of his TV persona. So that um, that's really hypocritical of me saying that I don't get that. I do get it. I do get it sometimes you just don't like people. No, no, anyway, um, I, I certainly hope so. Right, so right. Um, that was it. That was the last thing I was going to talk about. We have gone over our time by a fair length. Thank you, no, Tony. Not. I know, um, say thank you to uh, Catherine on my behalf for letting you stick out with me as long as I have. I really appreciate it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was the latest, mightiest edition of the world's global frequency. This was the global frequency. This is 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 the global frequency.